Morning. Joining us now in our studio is uh, Northfield Area Fire and Rescue Fire Chief Tom Nelson. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Jeff. How are you? I am doing well. We've got uh, Rich Larson sitting in with us because Brad's not here. Brad got to... You you need kind of a crutch. He told me that, well, you know, uh, I think it was his son. My son called me and said that his uh, son's in-laws were renting a place in Arizona for a week and wanted to know if he and his wife wanted to come down or his mom to come down and brad said yeah of course so yeah i'm sure he's streaming now from arizona because it's uh what an hour earlier there but anyway and so i said you know rich i need an ed mcmahon yes sir (laughs) (laughs) to be so and yeah and so it's always fun to have you guys both around I was wondering why I didn't see Brad at the uh, State of the City address. Yes, I, I, that's I think, right. I figured he might just be, not show up in protest of the uh, two-way protected bike lanes. <laughs> <laughs> you are the Northfield's full-time fire chief now. You've got a uh, full calendar month under your belt, are you? Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, how's how, first of all? Let's talk about the uh, adjustment uh, from you know two two jobs to one. Yeah, job. that's. I mean, that was the one as we were saying off air is that to actually be able to focus full time on the fire chief fire code official job is really great. And um, I don't know how John Mahachik did it. I don't know how Gary Fronick did it. I did it for a year part time, and to be able to actually say, okay, this is what I'm going to work on today, um, and then to be able to just have one job has been great but yeah i've been getting a lot of good feedback from the community been doing a lot of outreach and we'll talk a little bit about that um when we get after we talk about the meeting a little bit yeah you you have you in here after the uh, joint powers meeting uh, which happens once a month let's discuss what they discussed uh, what went on so uh we got a couple things going on this spring one the biggest of which is we're going to be posting for hiring uh paid on call firefighters again we had a a big bunch that retired at the beginning of uh, let's see beginning of twenty in twenty two, um, five people retired and it was uh, just you know Gary Fronick retired and a couple long longevity folks uh, Pete Jurek and and uh, T J Dvorak who I got on with in nineteen eighty eight which was a long time ago. Um, and so we're going to be hiring a lot of hopefully new people. We're really going to try to. Um, pound the pavement and get word out um, in the larger community. We really need to get people that um, we're going to lean towards people that have daytime availability because so many people work out of town um, that that makes it, um, we want to make sure that we have coverage during the day. Um, Mm -hmm. The city employees are great to be able to have them on, um, but you end up leaning on, you know, a a larger handful of people um, and we want to try to strengthen our bench a little bit. Let's let's talk about that. And Rich, if you have anything, well, yeah. I, how how many firefighters do you like? What's full staff for you guys? Between thirty and thirty five. Okay. And um, remember that we've talked about that. The part of the secret sauce, as I call it, is you're always on call and you're never on call. Right. And so we found that between thirty and thirty five over the years that we're able to get a good strong, you know, fifteen people within the first five to seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, people can trickle in, especially if you need to refresh crews, if you've got a large event going on. So that seems to be kind of the magic number that we found. Okay. And as far as the application process, uh, where do, how do they do? They go to the uh, Northfield Area Fire and Rescue website. How do they apply? Yeah. So we're going to be working. Um, 
the city of Northfield is going to be helping a little bit with putting some communications together on that. Of course, we're going to have it out on Facebook, and it'll be in the paper. Um, there'll be multiple ways to apply, downloading an application, going and seeing uh, Charlene Hamlin at the fire station and picking up one once we get the posting out. Um, it'll be open for about a month. Like I said, we really want to be able to get the word out to get people to get in and apply. Right. So this isn't a rushed thing. Um, we have a timeline put together because we know that um, there's things we put into that plan, like we're going to have an open house where, hey, come down and we'll talk with you. You know, We'll have all the trucks out. People can kind of play around, walk around, talk to firefighters, um, talk to firefighters' families so that you kind of know what it's about. Um, and that will be then still have time to apply. We had really good luck with that. I think of the last hire, I think pretty much all of them had been to the open house, either knowing they were going to apply or it convinced them to apply. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll obviously be talking about that more um, when we meet here each month. All right. We're also doing things, the fire chief performance goals and objectives. I've been putting that together with the board. Um, what's nice is being able to put down a lot of those things that have been, uh, on the list that we've been talking about for the past year. And so that's the, you know, the three big things, four big things really that the job is, uh, around is running the fire department. And we have a really good command staff that, um, I've delegated a lot of that. And that's how we build leaders is let those folks run kind of the day to day stuff, um, Fire code enforcement, community outreach, um, and I don't remember what the fourth one was, but uh, yeah. So we're putting a big, okay. big list together, and it it certainly fills the day. All right. Uh, once again, Tom Nelson is with us. Anything else from the uh, Joint Powers uh, Board meeting? Yeah, the other thing that we did is we finalized the the fee schedule for permits and inspection fees. And so that's going to be kicking off more. A lot of the work that we've been doing with with fire prevention, fire code enforcement, has been more on the consultation auditing, um, where we meet and we go through things. And so we're going to be developing our schedule, and um, occupancies will have a fee for that, um, as typical with fire code enforcement. And then there are permits. One of the permits that I'm working on quickly is outdoor tents, uh, and uh, outdoor, large outdoor events. The colleges both have graduation, commencement, reunion weekends, and so we've already done a presentation with them uh, on what that's going to look like, and now they're ready. Well, okay, we want to apply for that. So um, that's something that we're tooling up for now. A, a permit to have a tent? So like a, like this... a, think of like a, the beer garden tent. Mm -hmm. Sorry, entertainment center tent. Sure. It's, and it's mainly, there's, the code is in place, um, that there's a permit, and then there are codes around that. And the nice thing is most of those large event uh, providers, those tent companies, they know the rules. And so they will come with a site plan with where the tables are going to be set up and where exits are going to be, because it's basically just a big assembly structure. Mm -hmm. So, um, But that's going to be new and more to come on that. All right. Once again, Tom Nelson is uh, with us from Northfield Area Fire and Rescue. Uh, you had mentioned uh, outreach. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. What have you been working on? So remember that Northfield Area Fire and Rescue Service is not the city of Northfield. It's the city of Northfield. It's, it's a joint powers board, city of Northfield. 
City of Dundas, and then the Rural Fire Protection District, which has been in place for many, many years. Mm -hmm. That is the townships that are in the Northfield Fire District, the rural townships. And so that's, we cover 144 square miles. Um, You know, half of our district is in Dakota County. Uh, And so um, the rural board was put together a long time ago, and so the Joint Powers Board um, I work for the Joint Powers Board. Brad Ness, as this year's chair, he's my boss. And so it's a larger district than a lot of people think about, that it isn't. this isn't just Northfield Fire. Right. Um, we had a great meeting last, it was a week or so ago. Um, it was the Northfield Township Annual Meeting. And um, Brian Peterson is uh, the a supervisor out there. He's also on the NAFRS board is one of the rural appointees. And so he asked me to come out and just talk a little bit at their annual meeting about what is Northfield Area Fire, what are we working on, what is the transition like, what do we see in the future, are taxes going to go up. So it was good to be able to get in front of the township um, to be able to just kind of let them hear what we're doing. And I think that will continue around the rest of the townships. I'm going to really put you on the spot here. Uh, township elections were uh, were last week, and all the uh, townships uh, voted on their uh, their tax levies and things. Anything happen there that you feel like is going to affect you? Um, not that word got back. Those are set, and the budgets are approved by the what 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 is really nice about the rural fire protection district is most cities, whether it's Faribault or, or Farmington or Randolph. The fire department has to negotiate, or the city, depending on how it is, negotiate with each township. Mm-hmm. And the Rural Fire Board takes care of that. Okay. And so there were no surprises at the township level because the budget had already been through the Rural Fire Association. They know and they're represented. And so basically at that point it's been vetted and the townships knew long before um, what their number was going to be. What's helping us this year, uh, especially, is um, our budget went up. We have a full-time chief. We have a lot of other initiatives going on. And we're, they had reserve funds, and so that's able to buffer a little bit. And we're working closely with them to say, how do we make sure we have a sustainable model um, for the townships to be able to cover what we're doing at NAFERS? Is there is there any more talk about the uh, – d- did you talk at this board meeting about the um, tax uh, taxing district? Uh, we did a little bit. We are um, – I'm putting together a white paper just to help remind everyone, here's what we're doing, here's why we're doing it, here's what we need to find out. And so we do have a direction that within 23 we are going to figure out a full recommendation to the board. Um, and so that's a new committee kick, picked up again for 23. And so um, – that will be we're meeting monthly on that so that should be good mm-hmm. once again tom nelson a northfield area fire and rescue fire chief is uh, with us i want to uh, kind of deviate from the script here a little bit tom and ask you about uh, some development we've been uh, uh, telling people that there's going to be a meeting tonight at greenvale uh, school uh, to talk about uh, some new uh, proposed downtown developments and such uh, from the standpoint of being uh, fire chief, fire marshal, and such. Uh, have you been in on uh, the planning stages of uh, some of the new Bridge Square, or perhaps the liquor store and such? Yeah, and that's what's really good about having the time to go to those those meetings or various meetings, especially. I mean, I've 
been on multiple meetings. There's going to be construction uh, with townhomes at Carlton starting this summer. And and brought into those early on, we talk about fire access, uh, fire hydrants, where hydrants are going. I was part of that for Craywood, working with the City Northfield Engineering Department. So we really work um, hand in hand. And I've had multiple presentations, and I was at the Development Review Committee yesterday uh, where Bob and Bruce um, kind of get, gave us another overview on the project. And yeah, I'm I'm at the table, and whether it's Archer House redevelopment or uh, Bridge Square, um, liquor store, Northfield News buildings, all of those things, fires brought in early to say, what are your concerns, um, access roads, you know, are we going to be limiting things? And I'm able to bring the code and the knowledge of the code to say, here's the requirement. We have to be able to get within X number of feet of this thing. We have to be able to have that. We have to have clear, you know, 13.6 drivable that can handle the weight of a fire truck. So, yeah, it's really good to be able to have that time to say, I'm going to go and be at those meetings. They are talking a lot about... Um smaller spaces to get in between alleys and things uh, and how we would need smaller vehicles actually for some of those service things have 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 they talked to you about that have you had anything to say about that yes um i think it was last summer fall i went along the between river and uh, the river and division street basically the whole archer house block from bridge square down to medical arts with a measuring wheel and measured alley access and um, the fire truck has to be able to be within 150 feet of everything on the building. So think about um, we have to be between the Perman building, for those of us old, um, we have to be able to have a fire truck that can pull up on Division Street and pull a hose all the way back down with 150 feet and hit every nook and cranny of that building. And those are really in good shape, and those have been that way for a long, long time. Um, you know, we, we've talked a lot about the alley behind this building and how that provides access to Nutting Block and the Archer House, all those things. And that's, again, we're able to bring the code in and say, um, okay, if you're going to put a building here, then we may need a standpipe to get so that we can get the fire hose to this area. But really, in the current state right now, we're able to cover everything on Division Street um, that we talked between 2nd and 4th Street, uh, and it all meets code. Mm. So, yeah, being able to be part of those. Um, and like I said, some of those alleys, there, there's talk about potentially having more of an access behind uh, the Nuger building, mm -hmm. the old Community National Bank, because that alley behind there is is inaccessible for vehicles. And so there's a lot of solutions that we're working with them on as these developments keep going. But, yeah, to be at the table early is so important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, once again, Tom Nelson is uh, with us, Northfield Area Fire and Rescue Fire Chief, uh, as is uh, Rich Larson sitting in with this one as well. Uh, let's move on. Uh, you know, it's uh, we're heading into the spring months. At least uh, that is what uh, the, the, the calendar alleges. We haven't really seen <laughs> spring firsthand yet, but... We're probably going to start getting into uh, some, some a time of year where there's not snow, grass fires, outdoor things, people wanting to uh, burn right. all the 
branches that have fallen. Uh, yeah, any safety tips? What's nice this year is that obviously we've had a lot of snow cover. We all know that. And so what that has a tendency to do is hopefully keep the ground wet. And that keeps the farmers happy when they're until they can't get in the field. But there's that mix where hopefully there's enough moisture with the snow, and depending on if we get precipitation, that when the dead grass is there, the dormant grass is there, it'll have time to start germinating, and we won't have, you know, many, many, many uh, fire calls, grass fire calls. Um, we've got a good um, burning permit process, both in Rice and Dakota County. Um, and most people are really, really sharp and know the deal. Um, we've had, you know, remember last year we had the, the lightning strike up in Rusty Kluver's cornfield in the fall. Um, those things, obviously, we can't control. But um, the community is really good about um, burning permits and thinking smart. So, But remember the other time that we just got through the time change, I'm old enough that I'm still not used to it, um, <laughs> That's the the mantra of the time changes is when you change your clock, you're supposed to change your smoke detector, smoke alarm batteries. And so wanted to make sure that people remembered to do that um, because that's an important thing this time of year. Because, you know, they never start beeping at noon, do they? (laughs) No, it's always two in the morning. And so, uh, yeah, we want to be able to do that. I wanted to talk a little bit about just two other things. Uh, The Dundas City Council, I'm on the agenda for next week. Um, member of the Northfield City Council adopted the Minnesota Fire Code and other things, uh, fire lanes, uh, private and public fire lanes. That's going to be happening in Dundas next week, and so I'll be able to be in front of council there. That way we'll have ordinance parity. That sounds kind of (laughs) cool. For both Northfield and Dundas on um, fire code enforcement, how permits are done, Um, that's going to be nice to have that. Uh, put a bow on that so that'll be done I also wanted to talk a little bit about I've been having um, several meetings with the independent living community buildings around yesterday I was in Village of the Cannon and uh, then the week before I was at Northfield Manor and most of these are multi-story 55 plus uh, residents and what we do first is we go through and we do basically a fire code inspection and we work with maintenance and their building staff to see if there's anything that needs to get taken care of. That'll be followed up with being able to uh, have meetings with the occupants and residents and kind of go through the, um, I was outside Northfield Manor looking at some things before the inspection and this nice woman walked up to me and we were talking about fire chief and the job and she said, should I buy one of those ladders, those rope ladders? I live on the third floor. And I thought, and I said, no. Um, your apartment is the safest place to be if there's, an, if there's a fire in, in any of the buildings. You know, in the building, the buildings are fully sprinklered. So obviously it reminded me, and that's what the, all of those um, property managers are hearing, these residents want to hear more about what to do. <laughs> and so um, between Benedictine... Um, Village on the Cannon, Millstream, uh, Northfield Manor, uh, Kildall Park Point, all of those I've either been to or will be going to, and then we're going to be doing um, things there. What I love talking with those residents about is I made a, a joke, the maintenance mad, Todd, Todd Hanna was there, um, and uh, we talked about there needed to be some work done in the building 
for one of the items, and he had his sidekick with. with. And I said, Todd, are you going to do that, or are you going to delegate it? And uh, Todd said, no, I'm going to delegate it. And I said, oh, so you're the Marlon Perkins. <laughs> and And what was nice is if I talk about, Rich, explain who Marlon Perkins was for those of us people that are under a certain age. Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, hosted yes. by Marlon Perkins every Saturday afternoon at like 4 o'clock. That's what I remember. He had his 100th birthday in about 1962. <laughs> <laughs> he was not a young man. So, yeah, and the joke was always Marlon would say, uh, I'll stay in the airboat while Jim goes and wrestles those alligators. It was Jim Fowler. Uh, and so... I said to Todd, no, you're the Marlon Perkins, and he gets to be Jim Fowler. And so the residents, the members of the board that were there, they thought that was super funny. <laughs> and there was the, the property manager was of the younger, well, younger than me, which is a lot of people now, was like, I had to diagram it. And so it's, you know, it's, it's that's again, I just said, yeah, I just feel old. I, so. Are you, so you're doing that with all the, uh, the, the assisted living and, and, and long-term care folks. Are you doing that with the colleges too do you have to go to talk to each one of the dorms so what we do in the spring and elizabeth haza who is on our board she's environmental health and safety for both saint olaf and carlton and so what we do in the fall of each year they put together ra training for the resident assistants and then we do they have a really good program where they go through and they they take a mock up a dorm room with like candles, you know, like other stuff to teach the RAs if they're in a room what they should look for for fire safety. Mm -hmm. um, extension cords, all those different things. And then we also do fire extinguisher training with them. So it, it's more of the train the trainer there where the RAs then are hopefully kind of carrying that message back. Um, and so, yeah, hats off to Elizabeth and her team at both St. Olaf and Carleton for that. And the facilities teams for both campuses um, are really, really um, our partners for seeing things. Oh, this door was wedged open and it's a fire door. Let's not do that. Let's take that out. So, um, yeah, and we're trying to do that. It takes a village. And so um, that's what's nice about having the time to do education um, on the proactive side. All right, gentlemen, anything else before we let you go? I really appreciate the opportunity, and it's always a pleasure. And I thank you, Ed McMahon, Rich, for sitting in that chair. What an honor to be your sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> Northfield Area Fire and Rescue uh, uh, Fire Chief Tom Nelson uh, has been with us. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080, KYMN Northfield. We've got uh, MNN coming up next. You buy something because you got it for a low price, and soon you realize it's no bargain because you really needed something better. It happens all the time, especially with car insurance. But the good news is you can get the right coverage at the right price. Just talk 